everyone, welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment. I mean, my name is, no, ma- namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host. I'm just going with it, dude. Double O Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I've nailed it enough times that it's fine that there's a, a bad one in the mix. Yep. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Matt! Yes. You're coasting. What should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend, and check out REMproductions.net. Dot net? Dot net. Dot net. Don't ask. Spy movies. Spy movies. There's a lot of spy movies out there. I spy with my little eye. Movies. There's a lot of movies that say they're spy movies, but they're not really spy movies. Would you quit pointing at the camera? (laughs) They're not really spy movies. So we're going to talk about spy movies today. But only and the real ones. Only the real ones. And we're also going to talk a little I guess bit we'll about have the to, fake ones. Yeah, we'll have to talk yeah, about the fake so we're ones. Talk about, context, it's a yeah. whole genre. I'm obsessed with espionage these days. Uh, obsessed espionaged. That's what it is. Been reading a whole bunch of, uh, almost said LaCroix, which is the drink. <laughs> <laughs> his, lesser, his lesser known brother, John LaCroix. Because <laughs> that's how it works. Slight variations on the last name. Reading, uh... <laughs> Reading Lacar, uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, The Honorable Schoolboy, next one is Smiley's People, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been watching a bunch of them. You've yeah. seen several movies. We're going to talk about these movies. Let's we'll talk about some movies. What makes it a spy movie? What makes it want to have been, been being a spy movie? What makes it an actual espionage movie? It's got spies in it. It's got spies in it. A lot of movies say they have spies in it, but they're not. That's that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about what makes it a spy movie, what do we like about spy movies, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so first I want to set up like what I, what is explicitly just a spy movie. Okay. So we talk about like, you know, there are a few examples of mm-hmm. spy movies out there that say they're spy movies are like the James Bond movies, the Mission yep. Impossible movies. Yep. Um, Newly released, the Black Widow movie claims to be somewhat an espionage movie. Yep. We'll get into that. We'll talk um, about it. But what's, to you, my opinion that has been definitely spouted into your face and also on the podcast <laughs> multiple times, notwithstanding. Yes. What What's kind of your ideal of what a spy movie is? Like, what's what movie would you think shouts that, like, that's the quintessential spy <sighs> movie? Man, it's a it seems like there's one kind of rattling around the back of my bread, but but I just... Is it the same one? Like, would you uh, say that... Oh, man, I don't know. Hmm. Let's think. Um, I mean, I feel like you're going to draw this out. <laughs> well, I, I suspect you have some ideas over there, but I'm... Let's see. Well, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm between two. Um, and I think considering the balance, it's really got to be the original Spy Kids as opposed to Spy Kids 2. See, I should have seen this coming. Spy Kids 2, you see, it does more of an action movie kind of a thing. There's a little less of the espionage. When's the last time you saw Spy Kids? More recently than I'd like to admit. (laughs) (laughs) Was it your own opinion or your own idea or was it because kids were around? No, it's a legitimately fine movie. Is it really? Yeah. Huh, should have watched it. Second one's pretty good. Second one's pretty good? Yeah. Oh. It's got Steve Buscini. What about the third one? Is that the one with uh, Elijah Wood being the guy? Or I don't four? know. I haven't even seen the third one. Oh, there's one with Elijah Wood being the guy. They like go into a video game. That's not the movie we're talking about. That kind of is. It might well be. <laughs> uh, 
Is that your actual answer? No, that Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Okay. Uh, so Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, movie based on uh, the Lacar novel of mm-hmm. the same game, same name. Same game. Same game. Same name, same game. I hated saying that. Uh, to me, and I guess to Matt as well. Apparently. Is basically like the, is the most pure spy espionage movie. Yes. There's, I mean, it's a thriller. It's like that's, but. Uh, right. The the movie as a whole, there's no really no other elements besides just being about espionage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into a little bit about like kind of what makes that, like how it manages to hit all of the points that I will probably end up saying. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, very very well. But what's what? Are, so we talked about James Bond. Mm-hmm. Talked about uh, Mission Impossible. To you, what would be a movie that is just to bring a joke back, what's the LaCroix of a spy movie? <laughs> what is a movie that says it's got a flavor of spy, but it's just barely there? Uh, I think that re- would really have to be Spy Kids 2. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is that actually? It is It is much more action and crazy set pieces and stuff. And uh... Okay. Given that I haven't seen Spy Kids 2 in <laughs> probably multiple decades, <laughs> um... And one that's a little bit more accessible is probably Black Widow. I yeah. feel like is the far-reaching, like, they say it's a spy movie, but it's really not a spy movie. Not so much. It's a movie, like... It's honestly more so than, like, say, a Mission Impossible movie, even. Yeah. Uh, with, Notwithstanding what? the first one. The first one is pretty much just a spy movie. Okay. You think it's more more of a spy movie than Mission Impossible, like Fallout? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about that a little bit more. We will. Um, what's uh, so what? What's something that sticks out to you that makes a spy movie a spy movie? Like, what's a spy element, like a trope or an element of a story that is used that is that makes it a spy movie? Well, I think it's uh, when you really boil it down, it's what the goal is. It's what everyone's trying to get. And I really thought you were going to go for a joke, but you're actually going for an answer, which I very much appreciate. I think I'm out of jokes. That's good. Oh, oh no! For the audio listeners, now I have to post that. <laughs> For the audio listeners, I, I winked at the camera. <laughs> so the goal. So the goal, and in a Mission Impossible movie, or a Black Widow movie, or a James Bond movie, it's kill the bad guy, foil his evil plot. Right. And you know, there's some secreted stuff. There's some subterfuge involved. Some cool little gadgets and mm-hmm. sort of spy adjacent things. Yeah. Um, but it's just kill the bad guys yeah in a spy movie the goal is information because that's what spies do man you they stole gather information me, you yeah I, um i read all your notes oh i was just saying that i said the word information a while ago it's like a peak thing for me and now you're using it you're taking my bit that's okay goals information goal is information yeah so tinker taylor soldier spy the entire question is it's not about killing a bad guy. It's about identifying who the mole is. The information in the agency. of who the mole is. And it's just following the paper trail and trying to tra- set up a situation where they can discover who the mole is. Yeah. Um, and it, it just is the competition for information. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think really that when you cut to its core, that's what it's all about. Okay. Um, I think if we're looking for things that would describe the trappings of a spy movie, it's going to be minimizing action um, or when there is action, it is not a focal point as much as 
um, it, it almost feels clumsy. Right. So I'm thinking of the very beginning of Tinker Tailor, um, where the um, the spy guy at the restaurant shoots Prido. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is different in the book. <laughs> it's different in the book. But um, in the movie, it it's a clumsy scene. It's not supposed to happen that way. Yeah. Um, it's not a exciting action set piece. It's right. a just a change in the situation of the game. Yeah. As it plays out, so action is a means to an end instead of an end in itself. Right. That's something that I I one hundred percent agree. I think like mm-hmm. the um action like when there's action, it immediately starts to sort of detract. Like so, um, so um um, what was I gonna say? Dang it. I had the whole thing. Oh, uh, spies in like, in the real world can be somewhat trained in like combat, mm-hmm. but they're not really, especially like these days. Uh, yeah. Like, back in Christopher Lee's day. Back Yeah. Back in Christopher Lee's day. Like it was it, like, like they kind of did, but even then, like, so that's the cold war, right? That's World War two. That's okay. So he, okay. That he was then, really yes. old. Um, oh, that's something I also want to kind of address a little bit is like a lot of the spy stuff is very based in the cold war because that's when espionage became the real thing. Right. Spies existed before then. Sure. But like, I think the idea of espionage really came to its like, uh, apex distinguishable peak. So an apex kind of, I, I mean, it's like it. The name espionage is now so closely tied to what happened at in the uh, Cold War mm-hmm. and not before. So, like, what people did before then is not really what's considered to be espionage now. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, your your point, uh, uh, follow-up, something I thought about when I was watching uh, James Bond, uh, specifically I was watching uh, Casino Royale. Great movie. Not much, of, not much of a spy movie. They were talking, he was talking to M and she's like, we need to take care of this guy. And he's like, you want me to kill him like in public or uh, secretly? It's like, so you're an assassin. Yeah. You're not a spy. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. Exactly. It's everything is, uh, it's kill the bad guy. We're done. Like there's. Right. Um, yeah. There are elements of gathering secretive information there, but it's never the end goal. Right. And it's it's gathering information for your next combat, basically. Like, it's, yep. where's this person going to be so that I can attack them? Yep. Um, another thing that I've... Thinking about James Bond and uh, Mission Impossible versus the, like, proper spy stuff is... Mm-hmm. And Man from Uncle is a good one. Okay. Uh, that's kind of like close to being more of a spy movie than an action movie even Mm -hmm. though it's got fantastic set pieces well sure but like a faux spy movie spy movie is like one degree of separation from a nuke Mm -hmm. or like some giant bio uh chemical weapon that's gonna wipe out half a hemisphere yeah and stuff like that and like in a pure spy i keep saying spy in a pure spy movie it's information mm-hmm. and it's information that is more broadly reaching. Mm-hmm. Like it's this bit of information, this mole that we have 
has been leaking information that affects a ton of stuff that right. basically affects how a conflict like who has the upper hand in the conflict mm-hmm. uh and when it comes down to it that's what espionage is is trying to just get the upper hand yeah without like combative strategery <laughs> i have the high ground yeah I, I like it's it's information to make smarter decisions not stronger decisions not totally sold on that phrase but yeah um can i make a chess analogy or will that be too much try it okay um so the action movies are like the explosive moments in the game where you're capturing pieces and sacrificing all your material and an attack on the king um but the the spy movies are the subtle maneuvering that sets it up there's nothing explosive happening on the board but there's the tension kind of bubbling under the surface and it will lead to something Mm -hmm. potentially yeah yes i agree and nice (laughs) um so that's kind of like we've covered kind of the goal yeah of a spy movie is the information how does a spy movie like what what happens during a spy movie versus during an action movie with spy elements people spy on each other people spy on each other i'm so, like that's mm-hmm. like actually uh, the James I mean, that... bond does that a little bit sure um there's a couple scenes where he's just like you know bugging people or like watching somebody from a distance yeah there's a classic one in goldfinger yeah but it always ends up being a step away from combat. Mm-hmm. Like they get busted and oh, now sudden like epic, like hardcore parkour chase across uh, wherever the, like I wanted to say Moscow, but it's not Moscow, Morocco mm. in yep. uh, Casino Royale. Great scene. Not much of a spy movie scene. Not, not a spy movie at all. And that's something that like when I kind of mentioned how spies don't really fight, I think that's what makes a spy movie more exhilarating Mm -hmm. when they're like, so when James Bond or Ethan Hunt is uh, two cars behind who they're stalking, listening, Mm -hmm. you were like, you're like, Oh, I hope he doesn't get caught. But if he gets caught, cool ass car chase scene that he's going to like win. Yeah. But George Smiley uh, in the book is at least like a fat, stout useless man physically Mm -hmm. if he's spying on somebody and they bust him like he's dead yeah and so it makes it more terrifying that like it's 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 the fear of it's the fear of hiding behind a door during hide and seek Mm -hmm. than uh over the fear of like uh playing laser tag like, it's a very different fear when you're, like, hiding behind a door and the person who's, like, coming to find you is, like, in the doorway and you're just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Because it's over. Like, once you're found, it's over. Yeah. But, like, with laser tag, like, you're, like, running around and you're shooting things. It's, like, high octane. Right. Yeah. It's but intense. It's, but... Like, it's an intense. And, like, when you get shot, you're like, oh, dang it. But, like, also there's not really stakes of, like, getting shot. Man, that was an amazingly good analogy. Oh, thanks. I... It wasn't food. I'm really disappointed <laughs> in myself. <laughs> I'm very proud you're you're expanding yeah probably because of all the food you're eating yes thank you <laughs> uh but yeah it's like it's a very different fear and i feel like that's what makes it like it's a thriller not an action mm-hmm. um like 
And when you're watching action, you're like, oh, this is exciting, cool. And like, you pretty much know your guy's going to win. Right. Um, But it's like, you can kind of see what's going to... It's easier to see the trajectory right. of an action scene happening. Mm-hmm. But, Especially because of all the slow motion. You can like even yeah, see the little bullet they, trajectories in midair. You can see the uh, where that piece of sesame, sesame seed is going to go. Thanks, Zack Snyder. But like, it takes the turn of a head the wrong way in, in an espionage, like in an actual like espionage mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Um, and like with espionage, it's, and it's not even like specifically that moment. Mm-hmm. It's you exist perpetually in the state of being caught. Yeah. There's that constant paranoia. Yeah. Can I talk and, about Munich for a second? Yes. Because I watched Munich this week. Yeah. I watched Munich two or three weeks ago. That's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah. It does a really good job of like starting out as more of a, I mean, it's definitely on the espionage side of things, but it's kind of a spy action movie. Like these guys are the super team and they're going to go around and they're going to blow up all the terrorists. And then then, on a dime. And you like, you don't even notice the switch. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. These guys are way over their head. People like go and miss it. Like people just like showing up dead. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's like, and, and with like the general, if you're a spy, you are not known to be a spy by most people. That's yep. something that bothers me about James Bond is he is just known by his enemies. Like in Casino Royale, yep. he had his uh, identity, but he was just was like, yeah, I'm James Bond. I am a spy. Like, yep. and it, He's the world's most famous spy. Yeah, that is completely counterintuitive. And meanwhile, like... If you're so here's an example, non-American. So in mm-hmm. the Americans, only one episode in, but the example the example I'm using is like American or Russian spies living as Americans. Mm-hmm. They are perpetually secret. Right. And literally any neighbor can catch something if they do like one slip up. And then also there's like a paper trail. By existing, you are creating a paper trail that will make it easier and easier for you to get caught. Yeah. So just by nature of being a spy, it gets harder and harder as you live. Mm-hmm. And so you don't even have to be in the room when you get busted. Yeah. It can be somebody else across the country that just goes, oh, oh, that person's a spy. And you would have no idea. And then it's like, and so you, it's, all of a sudden, Kieran Hines is dead in a hotel room. <laughs> you don't know why. Yeah. It's like. You would say looking over your shoulder, but like a way more extreme version of that, where you can't even look over your shoulder and be safe. Sleeping in your closet. And so just by having a spy that is like, that doesn't, that isn't known Mm -hmm. as a character makes it so much more intimidating because you, you know, either consciously or subconsciously, you do know that it could just, the movie could switch Mm -hmm. on an instant. Yeah. I mean, you can do that with like action movies where just sure. the guys walking down a hallway and suddenly a truck comes crashing through the building and kills you. But like, they're not going to do that. They do- have done that. They um, repeatedly do that sort of thing. Uh, a good Hi, Aquaman. Exa- a good example of like the terrifying being in a like closet and hiding is mm-hmm. uh, Burn After Reading. Mm. There's a, have you even seen that? Have you? No. I think uh, I have seen the clip you're talking about. But Yes, where he's like hiding in the closet and it's actually like kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I knew what happened because... Mm-hmm. i'd seen the clip as well right um but it was still terrifying of just like he's being a spy and literally it takes a guy opening a door for the entire thing to just 
Yeah. Go up. Whole house of cards could come crashing right down. Yes, indeed. I'm kind of thinking that there's a correlation, at least, between an effective spy movie and the level of at least lip service to realism. Elaborate. You think about these James Bond Mission Impossible action movies with spy window dressing, and they're very much hyper realities. These are people Mm. that are like at the absolute peak and they always do everything right and everything lands exactly their way. Um, Tom Cruise climbs out of the building and climbs up it and survives several situations that totally should have killed him. Yeah. Falls out of the helicopter. Yep. Whatever it is. Yeah. But he, he finds his way up because he's, the action hero yeah yeah he's the action hero and he's gonna succeed um whereas the spy movies it feels like there's more stakes because there's more consequences in a sense or it's more likely to be consequences and this is yeah kind of repeating what we've said before but i think more broadly it's not a nuclear bomb it's not a bioweapon that's going to end the world right exactly yeah it's it's something with real world you're elaborating on a point we kind of touched on yes right like tying some stuff together yeah so instead of like you fail and i mean we're not saying like if a nuke goes off and like san francisco it's not a big consequence of the hero failing but giants would the giants are making a run for the pennant man they're gonna lose them what a bummer uh (laughs) (laughs) um it's like a slip up can literally just like you lose the integrity of your infrastructure mm-hmm. like of the entire country and like espionage usually ties into nationalism like all the movies tend to tie sense, into yeah. some some nationalism or yep. uh global protection but it's about right. like protecting a group of people whether it be the country or the world mm-hmm. um or a specific place um and like with a james bond or uh mission impossible if they don't do the thing they're supposed to do then a large amount of people die right but the broader consequences of failing to catch a mole or critical information Mm -hmm. can lead to way worse and um perpetuating consequences okay I was going to go in the opposite direction there. Mm. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, not catching the mole is really bad. Um, But it's the sort of thing that does not immediately have a cost. It's the sort of thing where you can, it's the sort of thing where you can imagine them losing. Right. And and it's like, um, you can imagine them losing in the, in the uh, near future, Mm -hmm. but the reaching future is where you get those like way worse, yeah, like broadly reaching consequences, yeah, and that's what like makes it distinctly uh, espionage. So mm-hmm. let's 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 bounce over to Black Widow a little bit. Okay, um, let's. It, it was barely a spy movie, mm-hmm. but I feel like it had the elements of the consequences. Okay, like it was. I'm gonna go kill this one guy, but. Spoilers for Black Widow for a few minutes, possibly. We'll spoil Black Widow a little bit. Here. Um, having the people around, I'm going to keep it a little vague for a little bit for people to mm-hmm. figure it out. Having like those people around the world 
is somewhat like that kind of broadly reaching. Like they're not doing anything right now and he's mm-hmm. not gonna there's no immediate threat. Okay. It's the broader vague threat of mm-hmm. what can be. Okay. Does that make sense? At all? Yes. I still disagree with you. Okay. But um I Continue see where you're, where you're coming from. That's how good conversation happens. Yeah. So for me, Black Widow and I'm Kind of mad I didn't mention this in the review because I had a whole bit riffing on the Space Tram trailer, but okay, um, I didn't. I forgot about it. It was really sad. Um, for me, the the people being planted all around the world was it felt more like a nuke or a bioweapon, world altering consequences. Um, in an espionage movie, it feels like the stakes are smaller, and they could be worse. Yeah. Um but usually I I it feels like they aren't. Okay. And I can see an argument that yeah, okay, and Tinker Taylor if they don't catch the mold then maybe they lose the Cold War. But there's no certainty of that. Yeah. If the nuke goes off, we know that a bunch of people die. If the if the mold doesn't get caught, I mean maybe they find him a different way, maybe something it, changes in the Russian hierarchy and who knows. I guess it depends on how the audience perceives what the consequence is Mm -hmm. like do they perceive it like me where it's like oh there's so many more like possibilities of a consequence rather than just the new going off Mm -hmm. or do they see it as somewhat minor and i feel like either way it's more intense okay like in both in both cases the consequences of well it's not worse like seeing it as a worse consequence makes it scarier for them to lose but seeing is it seeing it smaller uh it adds to the realism adds to the realism and makes it more likely that they can lose thus the fear of them losing exactly okay one thing that i've always noticed with this kind of stuff um and i want to tie it a little bit back to the werewolf episode ooh woo barely kind of actually one of the major points um is with spy stuff, it always tends to be that it's somebody like it's someone you know mm-hmm. or like you don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. And so you've got this espionage movies that have to do with a Russian. It's always Russians because that's just it was us versus the Russians. It's the way it was. Right. Um, there is a Russian somewhere being sneaky. That's And you don't know who it is. And especially playing into the like the big thing that actually happened where they sent kgb agents to live in as live as american families mm-hmm. um that makes it like they they uh dig into that fear mm-hmm. um so for tinker taylor the whole point is that one of the people they trusted was a russian spy and that's terrifying but with this like james bond and mission impossible we just dig on them but like I mean, the two big ones. Yeah, they're great franchises, yeah. and we'll justify them in a second. Yes. But. Uh, with the two of those, it's never like a oh, we don't know who it is. It's always like a we we know who that guy is. We just got to get to him, mm-hmm. and so it immediately loses. It's now a target and less of an information, like you mm-hmm. said at the very beginning. Right. I'm so glad you landed on the information thing so quickly. I smartified. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So I feel like it's like just the fear of like it they're among us. Like the mm-hmm. the movies that are proper spy movies live in that fear. 
That's why Among Us is so popular. It's a little spy movie reenacted yeah! with all your friends. Dang it. Right? Yes, I saved it. Yeah! Yeah. Among Us, the real spy movie. The real spy movie was the friends we made along the way. So you said we were going to justify James Bond and Mission Impossible. Yeah. Do you have, an, have ideas on how you want to do that? Well, I mean, they're not spy movies, mm-hmm. but I think it's entirely legitimate for an action movie to take spy movie trappings oh the for sure the paranoia and they're the the, like the little micro quests for information yeah and we're not saying like we're not elitist elite elitistizing movies that say like oh it's a spy action movie and we're like Mm -hmm. it's not a spy movie like that's that's not what we're doing we're just kind of putting them on the um i always keep drawing the blank on this word the spectrum we're putting them on the spectrum of spy movie to not spy movie. Mm-hmm. And usually the not spy movies are more action. Sure. But yeah. um, we're just highlighting the elements of what makes spy movies mm-hmm. and which movies do them best. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, they're totally there's nothing wrong with it just being an action movie that also draws on mm-hmm. uh, the tropes and what makes spy movies because like they're efficient storytelling devices yeah and it's a great way to add a little layer of tension in a plausible setup yeah so and the first mission impossible is basically just a spy movie i haven't seen that in so long it's good i gotta watch it again i watched it once and i was like that was pretty good then i watched it again and i was like that's really good Mm -hmm. then i watched it once more i was like yeah that's still really good okay i'll have to take a look i'll have to take a gander at it yeah, have to catch up on those before seven comes out. Oh my god! I, I gotta some... catch up on the James Bonds first. Yeah, that's that more important. Coming up, we got that one coming up. We got an episode coming up about James Bond. Who's the best Bond? We'll find out. Hopefully, if oh. I can watch enough of the movies to be competent in that conversation. I mean, you that's can not just, what we're talking about. You could just moderate. That's true. Oh, that's true. I could. Yeah. Save yourself some work. Weaseling out of some work. Yeah. Let me go. All right. What else? Jason Bourne. Oh, he's a... I forgot to watch that movie. I have seen those movies, though. Okay. I I went through a Jason Bourne phase. They're good. At least the first three are. That is like... It's a cool twist on it because it's not about like the spies are like infiltrating. It's literally him mm-hmm. trying to get information on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it does do a lot of action. Yeah. Which kind of takes from that like, oh, if he gets caught, he'll get busted. But like... He'll just grab a pen and murder seven or eight dudes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but there's, it's still a, uh, the goal is information. Yeah. So my thinking is Mission Impossible and... James Bond probably even to a greater extent are action movies with spy trappings. Mm-hmm. And Jason Bourne is a spy movie with action trappings. And same with Man from Uncle. Mm, yep. I thought that one was really good. Yeah. Good example there. I think. Hang on. We're playing in my head. We literally watched it two days ago. <laughs> what was the goal of that movie? Oh. Getting a device. And like, there's not really information about it, but it was like them being spies so about in the middle okay anyway jason Bourne. anyway jason Bourne. yeah no like i think that really fits a lot of the criteria the um stakes are painful but in the grand scheme of things fairly small yeah 
Um, it's, it is just a battle for control of information over what the program is and who set it up and to what ends and releasing that information or, um, finding out enough of that information. Um, but then it's also just got some really great action scenes. Yeah. It's kind of just going to take that as an excuse to, well, let's do some slightly hyper real action. Yeah. It's good stuff. So let's talk about one that I definitely wanted to talk about before. That's a lie. I just thought about it right now. Okay. Winter Soldier is a solid spy movie. Convince me. So, the main goal basically is to find out what the hell's going on with Hydra. It's, Mm -hmm. there's not a specific goal of like finding a specific thing, like a mole or something, but like. Right. It found out like that there's something weird going on and got attacked mm-hmm. and like there's this whole that like, he's figuring a situation out so it's just a whole right. lot of information to figure out mm-hmm. constantly looking over his shoulder there is paranoia element. which is it's more of like a, they're gonna kill him they know who he is so but there's also still like right. their disguise scenes yeah no and that's i mean that's the thing about spy movies is you're afraid of being found out and killed yeah. and not trusting anybody mm-hmm. like you're and especially this one is like to be fair it's more of him going against an entire organization right it's not really sneaky anymore right um but i mean i feel like it really it fits more of a spy movie than black widow does oh yeah no for sure um and yeah that's that's all i got yeah no i i am sympathetic to that notion it does I think it lands more toward the middle of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of action stuff. And right. at the end, it is very much about, okay, we have to stop the doomsday devices. Yeah. Or millions of people die. But it makes more effective and I think more honest use of the spy tropes. Honest feels like a loaded word there. Yeah. Don't want to imply that what Black Widow or James Bond do is But I think it's also dishonest, like, but, it's... Mm-hmm. Yes, there are the big three things that they want to destroy. Right. But there's also, like, the algorithm that is, like... It's an information that has longer-standing effects. I, I still feel kind of like that's just a doomsday device that you fit on a hard drive and take out of a computer without disconnecting anything. And then throw around a lot, and it's definitely too small to hold that information on it. Suicide Squad! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm going to lightly disagree, I think, is where I'm going to land on that. I don't think it's a spy movie, but I think it is an action movie that is very effective in its use of spy elements. I'm willing to concede that. Yes. Point, Matt. Write that on the scoreboard. Man, that's two for you. Getting it done over here. Uh, What else? I don't have anything else. We like blitz through all of my points, like all in like one conversation. So I've been spinning for the past <laughs> 20 minutes. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember spy kids. Have you seen the firm? No. Okay. Dude, there's so many movies I haven't seen. I had this whole giant list and I saw maybe seven of them. Okay. What are the seven you saw? Oh, that's a great question. Tinker Taylor, burn after reading Munich, uh, Argo, Argo, ooh. We haven't talked about Argo. That's an interesting one, That's yeah. a different flavor of spy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's... They're undercover the whole right. time. Right, Which I believe is a pretty critical point of all of this. Uh, sure. That's one of the things I've always found 
interesting um in when it's done well mm-hmm. uh so in in Tinker Tailor the book they don't really do it in mm-hmm. the movie much um they like they kind of just each person kind of has a collection of identities that they right. can use if they need to mm-hmm. and each of those identities kind of has an established like existence in any mm-hmm. given place so uh they'll just kind of casually say hey do you have that do you still have that uh guy from mm-hmm. Milan that's a Yes, it's Milan, so it's got to be a fashion designer. <laughs> um, and like they've used it a couple times, they've made connections as that person. Mm-hmm. But when things go wrong, they burn that identity. Right. And I, I've always thought that was like really cool that that's kind of their. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how to. I mean, it's it's an, it's an identity that they can. They they do things under that they can literally pull off of their. <laughs> face or put it on their face that's something mission impossible sort of plays with and that's something that like i feel like is often used wrong mm-hmm. with lesser spy movies where they use undercover undercover is just you put on a hat and you hide away from people did you just describe winter soldier I as a lesser exactly spy just movie describe... <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's not undercover that's just like being hidden <laughs> yeah it's just... um but like black widow does that yeah he gives her multiple identities mm-hmm. that she can use when she needs to like different names different yeah and like all the passports and everything they need for it jason Bourne's really good with that yes uh it's, i mean it's kind of the question of like uh, that's the whole point of the movie is which identity am i really that's true <laughs> uh, and with argo like that's all it's about yeah is maintaining that cover yep. the entire time and it makes it terrifying because it, again, it's a you're leaving a paper trail. The longer you exist in the country as these people, mm-hmm. you're like in danger. Yeah. Um. And I feel like it's just it adds to that. Just kind of like it takes one look the wrong way. You say one thing wrong, mm-hmm. then you're you're done. You're burned. Um. What else did I watch? I've watched uh, Casino Royale, mm-hmm. uh, watched Man from Uncle, and that's it. Hey, Spy Kids is like in my list of actually should have watched. Nah. It really is a solid movie. So let's, uh, as a last ditch effort to pad out a little time sure i'm gonna read through this list and tell me if there's any movies you've seen that we haven't talked about at all okay tinker taylor burn after reading oh, i'm just gonna skip all the ones i have re- uh, watched okay. uh north by northwest a most wanted man yep which one most wanted man most wanted man. what's that about uh it's a john the car actually is it really yeah oh my god we haven't even talked about night manager oh we should really talk How about night manager. night manager speaking of being undercover and identity oh night manager god and it's literally all about information just acquiring yeah. any information he can yeah it's fully undercover like every step of the way he's almost busted yep um it's like yeah I'll, i don't know i got nothing else on that one yeah. it's just well it's i mean it's a great one where the stakes are really small but the paranoia is really high um it plays with some of the fun tropes you know the suave seductive spy yeah which oh tom hiddleston was 
born to play that role. Absolutely. When you say it's his born identity. Because the movie Born Identity. I'm but Ethan, that's got a U in it. I'm, I'm Ethan hunting for a good response. <laughs> We're done with these ones. <laughs> Are you going to bond me from the podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay. anyway the most wanted man uh it's uh john lecar it's recent the book itself is recent is he um, still alive yeah I th- no he just died maybe he's still alive i don't remember john lecar if you're listening are you still alive john lecar if you're listening i love you he has is a cam it? he has a cameo in night manager he is nope he died in 2020 decided in december died in december 2020 okay what a bummer sad Yep. Anyway, most wanted man. Most wanted man. Um, so a guy washes up in Germany, literally, um, who probably has some ties to some uh, radical Islamic organizations, and all of the spy agencies in Berlin. I think it's Berlin. Um, try to capture this guy and figure out what's going on with him and use him to their own nefarious ends. Um, it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman and Rachel McAdams kind of, um, is it Rachel McAdams? Yeah, she's in it. Um, Robin Wright. That's who's like the CIA person, I think. And they're just, it, it's fun. It's a whole little twisted web of, it is really a lot about information and controlling, not just finding out information, but controlling the information that goes out, Mm -hmm. um, and trying to define, um, who this guy is and then using this guy to um, potentially find bigger targets or set up people. Um, And then, I mean, it also, it's John LeCar. So it gets a little bit into the human side of things. Yeah. Definitely sounds like a spy. Yeah. No, it's John LeCar. It is very much spy. The guy who literally wrote the book on spy novels. Yep. Not literally, I guess. Cause he didn't write a book about spy novels. He probably did. He probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, most one man's, uh, really good. It is definitely much more in the slow moving, a lot of espionage, a lot of paperwork in offices kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Not a lot of action. Um, but it's a good one. You'll enjoy it. I hope I will. Cause I'm going to watch it. I mm-hmm. read the book first. Yeah. So many books to read anyway. Anyway, I think we're at our time. Do you have anything else you want to... Is A Quiet Place a spy movie? Is A Quiet Place a... No. (laughs) Not at all. Are you sure? There's small stakes. There's constant paranoia. It's quest for information of how these creatures work and how to foil them. That's not really... That's very mincing words to get to those... (laughs) Those criteria. I'm being facetious as balls. So what makes a spy movie? Thesisize us. We haven't done that in a while. Oh... You pulled that one out on me, I didn't you? Pulled it out, I did. Uh, spy movie, at its core, is about the struggle for control of information rather than the struggle for control of power, shall we say, okay. as a broad-reaching thing. Um, I think that's a nice, concise thesis. We can expand it to talk about the fact that spy movies uh, approach things differently, but... I think really that is at it its is core. down to its core about information. Yep. Um, 
about acquiring information quietly. A Quiet Place. It is a spy movie. Good enough. All right. Shall we? We shall. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We talked about spy movies. Did you have fun? We sure did. I had fun. I like talking about spy movies. It's good stuff. Uh, If you're listening to this, this is the audio version of our podcast. It's on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio. And I think I missed one, but I'm not going to go back and try to figure it out. Uh, there's also a shortened video version of this podcast. Uh, it's usually about 15, 20 minutes and it kind of just goes through and hits some of the highlights. Uh, our wonderful editor Gage puts those together. Um, let's see, we're on social media and we're actually going to start ramping that presence back up. Preston has some very exciting things he's working on and I am, I am legitimately proud of him. Um, so uh, keep an eye on our Instagram, especially that's at just us losers pod. We also have a Twitter, same handle at just us losers pod. Uh, we're on Facebook sort of it, it. The page exists. We'll do something with it when we have the time and resources yeah. to devote more time to it, but it exists. Check us out there. Uh, we have a Gmail just us losers pod at gmail.com. Do we know what we're talking about next week? We do. Yes. Yours. Yes, we do. It's mine. We're talking about rating systems. Why are we so obsessed with quantifying the goodness of a movie? And how come there's so many different ways of doing it? There we go. I just came up with the premise of that episode. Now I just have to fill in the cracks and do some research. <laughs> no, I don't. I just come up with a couple interesting questions like that on the drive over. And then I throw them at you and let you do the work. Fair enough. It's usually how I operate. Uh, let's see. I mentioned this up top, but remproductions.net is our website. Dot net. Dot net. The thing you catch fish with, but not like a fishing pole, not dot pole. Dot net. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff there. You can find Andrew's short film, Coyote. Uh, you can find some REM posters for sale. The, the tri ball up and down. It's you know, pretty cool. Uh, pretty snazzy. And keep your eyes peeled there for more exciting things to come. We are churning our creative wheels over here at REM Productions and excited to see what falls out. How would you rate the rating systems? Let us know. Solid stuff. Great. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.